Welcome to the 24 Report with your co-hosts, Will and Derek. Shout out, Kobe. Shout out, Kobe. Shout out. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. The end of the end of this Lakers season. Shout out. Also, West. Oh God, I can't even say the words. I can't. Uh, even don't shout that out. Don't. I shout none of that out, bro. I do. I didn't get the full words out, bro. I didn't even put it all out. I pull it back. I pull it back. Um, it is. It is. It is. It's What's it? Memoriam, a memoriam of the uh, of what was and what wasn't. Um, I mean, whew, this was. Uh, this was a season, and it is over. And it those feel like. It's sad. Like if you said that like two months ago, you'd be like, "What?" And now that you say it, it's kind of like, "Oh, thank God," because watching the Lakers became it became a chore, it became work. It was, yeah, it was effort. the second, third job. It took effort. Like, oh yeah, you call, we're clocking our nine to fives and then coming home, and it's like, well, I guess I'm staying up from ten to one to watch this. The halftime down by forty, and it's like. I think I'm done watching this. I think I've seen enough. Um, I mean, man, what a what a just a sad overall sad end to this season. Um, wild to consider from an expectation standpoint what this team was believed to be versus what it became. Um, I think the season throughout we called out things that are now being really spotlighted on, but um, the age, the effort, you know, the willingness to lean in on this team. I think it's all unraveling now. Um, we're going to hear probably more and more stories as we go forward. Uh, but I guess to start off, how you feeling, Derek, following the end of the season? I mean, how have I not been feeling? That's the best way to put it. I mean, now the writing's on, it's actually came to fruition. The Lakers season is actually over. No chance of the playing game. There's not that little bit of hope. I mean, right now it's a lot of disappointment. I guess that's the biggest, the biggest feeling and biggest emotion right now. Disappointed in the season. Um, we were the favorites. We were the favorites to at least be in the championship. Let's not call it win. At least be in the championship. And we didn't even make the playoffs. I think that's the first time that's ever happened. If I, if I, I anyways, but um it's just been a hectic year, honestly. It's been um it's been crazy. Yeah. Nothing's been set. Nothing's been sag- stagnant. Nothing's been consistent. It's just we've never we didn't have our team. Chemistry was crazy. Coaching staff was crazy. Um, a lot from the media, um, uh, players, personnel. Um, it's just a, it's a lot. It's a, as you can tell, it's all over the place. That's the Lakers season. It's a big mess. Yeah, man. It's just like it leaves a bad taste in your mouth, and it's like it's reminiscent and we'll talk on some things that I think make it even more reminiscent of some of those past years. I thought we were past those moments where we would at least be in the playoffs every year and we wouldn't have to distress about, you know, real abominations of seasons like this. And then you obviously consider the fact that the Lakers have no picks. So this means nothing. Uh, Not making it doesn't mean anything. We just don't have those picks and we just have no money to spend. And we have a $47 million year contract for Russell Westbrook hitting next year. Um, we'll talk about that as we go on. Um, but I don't think there's a point in rambling on it. It was a bad season uh, yeah. in any way you look at it, any way you cut it. Um, there's a lot of things we'll break down on why this season was so bad. Uh, really some of our biggest takeaways. Uh, we won't go into the full off season tilt yet. We'll do that, you know, in our next episode, but we definitely want to talk to some of the things that took place. 
uh, towards the end of the season, some of the things that are taking place right now at this moment. Uh, and I think the best place to start uh, is with some of the hottest news that's been coming out, and that's obviously everything around Frank Vogel. He is out. He is no longer the Lakers head coach. We said that probably three months ago he was out, and it was written on the walls. Uh, and I don't think anybody's surprised by that. I think that was a full expectation. It's tough. When people you do the math and you look at it on Twitter, people are like, 18 months ago, the Lakers won the championship with Frank Vogel as their head coach. Now, it was a far different team. But 18 months ago, the Lakers won a championship, and now Frank Vogel's out of the job. And it's easy for him to be the scapegoat, and I think there is some blame that does sit on his shoulders, for sure. Um, even with the team he did have, I don't think he was given the roster to work with. Um, but I do think with the roster he had to work with, you know, maybe Avery Bradley shouldn't be the guy that gets every single minute from you, um, especially when you consider the fact that uh, he was basically added to the roster last minute to start the season. Um, but, hey, what do I know? But I think the bigger point I wanted to bring out is how it was handled, uh, because I think this is what's going to have the biggest impact on the Lakers and going into this offseason. Um, it felt like maybe for a year or two, especially when we won that championship, that the Lakers front office might have figured something out. Right. It seems like they might have gotten the ship right. Magic Johnson went away. Uh, we've heard him on his world tour of media again more recently, but he went away for a bit. We thought things were right. And now I'm concerned because the way this Frank Vogel situation was handled, and I'll give you the download on it, um, of what happened is this is, is very concerning. So Frank Vogel, I think we all knew he was going to be fired. Right, Frank Vogel wrapped our season up uh, a few days ago, obviously against um, the Denver Nuggets. You know, the young guys came in, scrapped out a win. It was good to see. It was good to see Mac McClung get some run, get some run. Um, see Austin Reeves, uh, the fourth uh, rookie ever with a triple double up for the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, wild stat to hear, but you know, shout out our guy. Show some promise in our young guys. Um, but I think the more important piece is Frank Vogel goes up for his uh, post game interview, ready to kind of speak to that. Super excited to talk about, you know what his young guys were able to do and, and how were they able to close out the season with some pride at least. And, you know, I think it was about the second and third question in, uh, Frank Vogel's asked his thoughts, um, um, Woj, you know, Wojnowski's bomb of a post, uh, about saying that Frank Vogel has been fired. Wow. Uh, and all Frank Vogel could say was, I don't know shit about that. Literally, I'm, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but shit was involved. What? I don't know shit. This is a reason. This was not, he had no idea he had been fired. It had been leaked by someone in the Lakers organization that he'd been fired. Woj put that out. He had to go on stage to do his post game press conference. I couldn't wait an extra 30 minutes to get that tweet out, which is a whole other thing we're going to talk about because I have feelings about that. Um, and that man had to sit on sit on that stage, guy who won us a championship 18 months ago, and be treated like that. To me, I'm going to give you my point on this, and I'm going to pass it to you. Right. I think you set the stage for why would a fucking coach want to come coach the Lakers? Why? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, there are some things that are enticing about the Lakers, and it's just the fact that they're the Lakers, but... When you consider loss of control on talent and loss of control of that team, when you understand LeBron controls more than he wants to admit or will sometimes lie or hide about how much he actually has control on or say, the front offense, based on this alone, is in disarray at times, right? Yeah. You know, when you have Kurt and Linda Rambis, who I will go on a rant about them too in the future, uh, about their involvement, 
why would a coach want to come to a team where they just fired a coach that won them a championship 18 months ago? And not that they fired him. I think that's fine. I, he was getting fired, but you couldn't handle it a little bit better than that. Who the fuck is the one leaking that out? I think it's Kurt Rambis. I think it's someone involved that shouldn't be involved with the front office. I don't think it was from someone in the, in the tight part of that ship, like Rob Polinka or, uh, or Jeannie Buss, uh, even though I know they kind of bumped heads a little bit. Um, I just think it's disgusting to handle a firing like that. I don't think it's fully on just the front office of the Lakers. I think it's on the media as well, because it's, it's hilarious to see media members speaking about, oh, how could you do that? Blah, 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 blah. Well, this wouldn't have happened if Woj didn't make that tweet and he couldn't wait until, you know, Vogel got to his press conference. So I could rant on this, but that's the story. I guess for me, I'm looking at it more of what's the outcome. Right. Because what's the outputs now? How's that going to affect the Lakers going through the offseason? And we're already seeing it. Reports have come out that, uh, you know, Quinn Snyder was someone the Lakers might be interested in. He's kind of just said, I don't his interest level has dropped after everything that's happened with Vogel. So I think there will be direct act, like direct challenges we face now because of that. But want to get your thoughts and then we can talk a little bit more about it. Go deeply into the, the coaching for Lakers in the future. <laughs> Yeah, one second, my mom's locked out. <laughs> I mean, honestly, hearing that is crazy. That just goes to show the NBA is just a ruthless business. Business is business. It's cutthroat, even though, you know, a lot of these guys don't really, I guess, take into consideration the, the situation at hand. Um, Woj being Woj, he's obviously doing his job. You know, as soon as he gets information, it's his job to release it. He, that's why everyone has live notifications turned on, turned on with Woj. But, I mean, with Frank Vogel, like you said, the writing was on the wall. We saw this months months into the season. We kind of hinted at it even prior to the beginning of the season um, that he, depending on how the season goes, is depending if he keeps his job or not. And obviously the way the season went, he wasn't keeping his job. Um, like you said, um, I do think uh, Kurt Rambis, someone inside that Lakers organization is leaking information. Um, and that does, if I'm, like you said, if I'm a, if I'm a coach from another, looking to possibly join a championship team, why consider the Lakers just because of the history of how they treat their coaches, how they treat their front, their their staff. Um, it's not it's not a healthy situation to be in. Even though coaches know their time in an organization is pretty, you know, four to five years at a piece. But why for those four years be on thin ice, not knowing what the next move is? If you're going to be here, if someone, if you if you don't perform, is the blame going to be shifted onto you? even though it may not be you per se, that isn't having the team click. Um, all in all, I, we're, we're, we're in a shithole right now. Um, that's the best way to put it. Honestly, I don't know. It's going to take some time for us to dig out of this shithole. Uh, and it's just going to be a slow, ugly process before it could get good and sweet again. So We, we have to understand that's the problem, though. We're not on a team where we can have a slow process, right? Because we have a team where we have every season where LeBron and AD aren't competing for a championship, that clock ticks off almost like another 25%. It's almost like you have we have three quarters left in the game with LeBron and probably two quarters, if we're being honest. Yeah. Those, if he's going to sign an extension and stay with us. 
um, there's no time and there's no room for dysfunction and there's no time for these games. And I think there's a level of power play as well. Um, you know, obviously it just came out. I think LeBron, you know, you know, I have to be honest, I think LeBron does deflect sometimes and whether the reports are totally true or not, you know, when you're making statements and saying like, I don't, I don't have any involvement with like what's going on with the front office. I don't make those decisions. And it's like at the same time, you could pull quotes from earlier in the year where clearly he's making those statements that like, I'm happy with the roster we have, we built together, right? Like I helped to kind of bring this roster together. You can't have it both ways. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bad look. And listen, the Lakers, beyond just not having a good history of how they treat coaches when they fire them, they don't have a good history, even if you go back to the last time they hired Frank Vogel, if you remember correctly. First off, oh yeah, yes. they hired Frank Vogel on the cheapest deal they could possibly yeah. hire him on. I would love to see the numbers. I have to double check, but like real cheap. It was almost like they were pulling pennies out of the cushion to pay him. Mm-hmm. And we know that because they wouldn't pay Ty Lue. They wouldn't, they wouldn't give Ty Lue what he wanted. Right. And they also wanted to force a staff on the title. And so this is a wild thing to me of like the level of control that they expect to have when I don't think they should be as leaned in as they should be in those aspects. You know, telling coaches who their coaches should be trying to get coaches on bargain price deals. Are we the Lakers or like, who are we that we need to do things like that? So I'm nervous. I mean, there's a long list. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll rattle a couple off at least right where, you know, we hear Doc Rivers and Mark Jackson. I put them in the category of God, please no. Please no. Please no. Hell no. And the reason Mark Jackson hasn't been coached since 2014 is a reason Doc Rivers teams don't. And Mark Jackson should not should not be on the same team with LeBron after you know what he said in the NBA finals. So, yeah. yeah, and it's wild to hear that there's reports that that's who <laughs> that, that, is LeBron, wild. that LeBron wants Mark Jackson. It's yeah. wild to hear that, right? And then you have your next classification of the list of people who would be great, but I doubt they'd want to be here now, especially after everything going on. The Quinn Snyders, uh, there's obviously conversations about Nick Nurse. Uh, again, it's and everyone making the clear connection. It's a clutch connection. My guess is, if anything, he's doing that to get paid and get a bag out in Toronto. Why would you leave Toronto and what you're building there to come to this dysfunction? Again, like you have to think anybody, any coach that's in a stable situation, why would you leave to come to a team where if you don't perform to the team you're given that you don't have a choice in? Because I bet you Frank Vogel didn't have a choice. Um, you're out. And then there's other reports, again, even like from the college ranks, which I don't think makes sense. I don't think that's going to work for us. Uh, Jawan Howard was someone they were interested in. He doesn't want to leave Michigan because why would he? I don't know why any coach would leave college where you have full control and autonomy on your roster, your people, uh, and you like those kids listen to you, unlike the NBA where you have to deal with people. They won't listen to him. Hell, that list just goes long. You to the point I was listening to uh, JJ Reddick's podcast this morning, and they just released an hour long episode with uh, Mike D'Antoni this morning. And great episode, great insight from him, really worthwhile uh, conversation to listen to. Um, but the point of what he made is like, he made it very clear what the experience is like of coaching in LA. And it's not a fun one. Yes, it's great where you live and, and everything you have around you, but we saw it again with Frank Vogel these last few years. Can't imagine he loved the experience he had here. Um, but I'll kind of close that on like, Frank Vogel did deserve to be fired. I agree with you on that, he did. He underperformed with what he had. He didn't have everything he needed. But when you're playing guys that clear, clearly aren't producing, like Avery Bradley, an, an excessive amount of minutes, and for the longest period of time, Trevor Ariza, he couldn't figure out the bench him, which I think every Laker fan knew. Um, his rotations were a bit of a mess. 
he couldn't adjust. And I'm not going to say it was going to be easy to do with this team, but I think it's best for him to move on. It's best for us to move on. Again, I just don't know where we go. I don't know what coach wants this job. I don't look at it as super desirable when you're kind of a little bit hand strapped, although there might be, there's always a coach out there that wants to, wants that opportunity, wants a chance to coach a guy like LeBron uh, and coach the Los Angeles Lakers. So I think we'll see um, what happens there. I want to move off the coaching jump though, and talk about a couple of other things. Um, Oh man, I don't know if I want to bring this rage up in my body yet. Maybe I'll save it. I think we'll talk about AD first um, because I could, I could kind of, I could light a certain fire and I'm not going to do it. Um, but obviously a lot of questions coming after the season now to think where AD's health, um, it is, it is concerning um, to see the amount of uh, issues he's having, especially in his lower half is pretty much where all his injuries are, are have really been existing you know, the knees all the way down to the ankles, to the feet. Um, and we saw that really hamper him for the end of the season. Wasn't available. Tried to fight to come back. Couldn't play. I agree with one post that I keep seeing on Twitter is like for him to wear uh, high tops. I'm kind of done with him wearing low cuts. I don't get the point of that. Like he should be wearing high top like, shoes at this point. Uh, the amount of times he rolls his ankle. But it's hard to say what more there is to do in this scenario. And, and I don't look at it as we're stuck with AD because I think AD, when he's right, he's one of the best players in this league, but it's becoming more and more of a concern of when is he right? Um, I know you have a lot of thoughts on this. I want to kick it to you. You know, what are your thoughts on AD's health, uh, kind of the future of AD on the Lakers and kind of what your just overall feelings and opinions are around that? Uh, first off, I want to say Anthony Davis is, you know, when healthy, he's a top five, top seven, 10 through 10 play in the, in the league. Um, I don't, I think with AD, he needs to stop. He needs to fight. Like uh, I saw a post say he needs to fire everyone on his, on, in the, on his off season workouts, who's in charge of his training, his health and who his chef, all those guys, he needs to get a whole, needs to get in touch with LeBron and figure out who LeBron works out with because it's not his skill set. We all know when he's healthy, how his skill translates to the game of basketball. It's really his durability. Maybe he needs to take an offseason away from lifting. Maybe he doesn't need to lift the whole season. I don't know what it is, but he needs to – it's all about durability. And I think I think that's what his body – his body needs. Maybe his offseason needs to be the yoga tailored instead of straight basketball plyometrics, high-intensity workouts, because that might be what's deteriorating his body. So – AD, I just need you to get healthy because that's what we need. Laker Nation needs you to be healthy. The fans need you to be healthy. Coaching staff needs you to be healthy. Your teammates need you, need you to be healthy. And all in all, you need, you need yourself to be healthy. Um, I, think, um, I think with a healthy AD, he does put us in playoff contention. I'm not saying that we're going to make it past the first round, but I do say we're a seven – we're a seven – Eight seed, maybe six, maybe on the best possible scenario. But I think he does get us in the playoffs. Um, I, 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 with him, I, it just gets frustrated because we don't get to see him on the court. Even when he's on the court, he's, he kind of, you can kind of tell he's a little bit um, hesitant um, just due to he doesn't, he's not confident enough in his own legs. And you need to be confident in your own legs. He needs to get rid of these Kobe's. I understand that Kobe's your guy. Kobe's everyone's guy. But 
you need to get rid of these low top Kobe's and get the Kobe's that came out when he tore his Achilles. Those super high top Kobe's all the way to your knees, double, triple sock, wrap your ankles three to four times and play with those because you need to shelf every single low top sneaker that you own because all we see are ankle and leg injuries every time you play in these nice looking Grinches, all that reverse Grinches, it's time. Put the high top, super high top Kobe's on because you need to protect yourself. You need bubble wrap. You need it. You need it all. Uh, I mean, and listen, I agree with you. You've seen when he's not on the court, we're not good. Uh, and then that goes for a lot of our stars on the team, and it's tough. We talked about this being so uh, heavy loaded in terms of talent. When they're out, we're we're in a bad place. I guess I want to follow this with you with another question on this one. You know, understanding AD, he's 29 years old. Uh, you know, he just turned just turned 29 in March. Um, so it'll be 30 next year during the next season. In your honest opinion, have we seen the best of AD? Are those days behind him? Um, or do you think that can come back? What are your thoughts on that? I think when hell, I don't think we've seen the best of him. That's just, I think he has another level that he's been, he's just scratched the surface on that he's, his injuries have taken him away from. I think, uh, I think if he's able to get his body right, I think we'll see a version of the Pelicans AD mixed with the championship AD. I think that's his, the most complete inside and outside version of him. I think he can't get to that, especially with him about to be 30. He's really, uh, he should be at his peak right now. This is the age where guys start hitting their absolute peaks before they slowly start declining. So that's why I say if he's able to get healthy, maybe we could get one, maybe two, maybe two years of the best version of AD we can get. All right, so you didn't answer my question. I'll let you I'll let you get away with that. Answer. No, you did, but you didn't. But I'm gonna push back on you a little bit. A lot of what you said in your sentiment there was, you know, he should and if and can. People don't come watch our podcast for should, ifs, and could. I want you to tell me, will we see a healthy version of AD? I know it's a bit of a prediction, it's a bit no. of a stretch, whatever you're going to say. Will no. we see it? No. That's what I want to hear. No. Because it's great. <laughs> and we say it every year, if AD is healthy and he's right and he's good, mm-hmm. we're good. And the fact that you even have to hear that we have to say like, oh, we're seven, eight, maybe a six. That is astonishing. I was not expecting to hear that out of your mouth. But will he? Elaborate on that. Will he? Yes or no? You have to give me an answer. Will he be? Will he get back to that form? No, I don't think he. No, I don't think he. Gets let, me ask you, let me ask you one follow. I mean, well, one add to that if you'd like to. Yeah, I'll definitely add to it. I, I, I don't think he gets. We don't. I don't think we get that version of AED. Uh, he's not healthy enough, in my opinion. I think it, if I'm being honest with you, I think there's never going to be a healthy version of Anthony Davis. I think this is probably this maybe last season is the baseline for Anthony Davis health laws consistently. So my last, my my last question on this topic, honest question. Do you Mm -hmm. trade AD? Yeah, I would think about it. I would, I would. What level of player do you think we could get for AD slash what, what would you want to target for an AD? Like if you were to trade him? Um, I think I'm not going to say him specifically, but I guess I hope hopefully this player groups the class, maybe, you know, like a Jalen Brown. Yeah, we were, we we're on the same name. I think we talked about yeah, this. Like a Jalen Brown. I, mean, I don't guys in that tier. Um, 
like all star, like great number, a good number two. If you have this person as your number three, you should win. I think we need someone like a Jalen Brown with LeBron just to coexist, just to keep us competitive. And then I think as time passes on, we could re we could hopefully get somebody or rebuild. But I think Jalen Brown level, um, like if Bradley Beal was a year or two younger, like, like that level kind of guy, I think would be would we should we should we should try and trade eighty four. Okay. We'll talk more about that over the, across the offseason conversation. I think it'll definitely come up a lot. I personally don't think so. I think you keep AD. Okay. You got how to fully retool this roster. Uh, I don't think it's going to be easy. It's going to be very, 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 very fucking challenging to retool this roster with the way it's built uh, and where money sits right now. But that's where we're going to transition to this next topic. And we're going to talk about our good old buddy, Russell fucking Westbrook. I mean, man, oh, man, where I have to start. And you I mean, I you some posts about oh, and that's and that's exactly what I'm pulling up. <laughs> I sent you some posts earlier this week. Uh, let's see, quote unquote from Russell Westbrook. I'm not. I'm not sure what Frank Vogel's issue was with me. Uh, I don't know, man. That's interesting. What was Frank Vogel's issue with me? What could it be? Hmm. Hmm. Let me think about that. Hold on. We got more. Go ahead. Go ahead, bro. That one alone. I'm like, you got the floor. okay, okay. But then, all right, maybe I'm taking that out of context. Uh, Russell Westbrook pointed out that he averaged a triple-double last season, so to do less than that with the Lakers represented failure. Bro, that's just two. <laughs> that man had multiple quotes in his post-game and his, or his exit interview that would just scramble your fucking brains. And it's, it's safe to say everyone on Reddit, Lakers, agrees. Uh, I went deep into the comments because I was curious other people's reaction because I was like, am I reacting too aggressively? Because, like, I read that, and I'm just like, it's a slap in the face, man. It's a slap into the face of, like, and I said this earlier in the year, and I said this over and over again, is how could this man be so unaware? Just, like, his self-awareness is, I would say, a zero, but I think it's, like, a negative 20. Because he says things that are just, like, it's almost like this fictional world he wants to paint himself in, that, like, he did nothing wrong. And, like, he was like, I did great, and no one else adjusted to me. And I think another one of his quotes was saying, um... Oh yeah, well, like I guess LeBron and AD at the beginning of the season said, like, yeah, we just gotta big goal is just to let Russ cook, you know, let Russ be Russ. And that was another statement he said. He's like, Lord, please. He's like, he's like, they didn't let me do that. Um, man, they let you Russ. Yeah. Trust me, they let Russ Russ, and that's why we are where we are. And it's funny because it's very obvious when you look at the downfall of a lot of teams. Kind of seems to include a certain guy on that roster. And so I'm tired of it, man. Like I'm not gonna belabor the point. I am just tired of this dude. The self-awareness to me is just like, whatever, suck, fine. But don't just just admit you had a bad year. Admit it wasn't what was meant. it was meant to be. And it's wild when you look back to this time in the offseason last year where there were discussions about how AD, LeBron, and him all met. And all three of them said, we're going to make those sacrifices we need to do for the team. And I'm assumed Russ didn't have his fingers crossed behind his back, but maybe he did. Uh, this fucking clown telling us, oh, no, I'm going to make the sacrifices of the team because you know what? Yeah, I think I've seen it. Been on a few teams now and can't get past that hurdle. And maybe, just maybe, I have something to do with that. And that's what I thought. I thought there might have been a slight adjustment of self-awareness. And nope. No. no. <laughs> roster, like the Grim Reaper in that meme, and he kicks in our door and he just tears us apart. And it's wild because you can look at his numbers and say they're great, 
But then you could also look at his numbers, his turnover numbers, his points scored on attempts numbers, his bricks against the back of the backboard numbers. Yeah, yeah. Bro, I am done. I have some place I want to take this. But I'm going to pass it to you. Hey. Assist. What do you want to say about our man, Russell Westbrook? Oh, man. I think you had – what else is there left to say? I, I, I got enjoyment for watching you get that off your chest. I think I got my I got mine off my chest a couple of episodes ago, but I'm glad you were able to finally get that off your chest. <laughs> he's got to go, bro. That's I, plain That's, point blank. He's got to go. He he's he should not be a Laker. He doesn't want to be a Laker. His approach is insane. What he says in press conferences is insane. The lack of accountability is insane. Russell Westbrook just needs to pack it up and go somewhere else. I don't care where he goes. Um, get off my team, bro. Just get off. Yeah, get, get off. off my damn team, bro. Now, those post-game press conference, bro, like, it's funny. We called them out a lot. And I feel like they didn't get enough attention in the media and spotlighted. And, like, I felt like he went into this exit interview and he's like, how many of these do you think I could fit until they catch it? And yeah. the man just said whatever the fuck he was feeling. And he just put it all out there. I'm just- buried, buried Vogel under a bus. Buried LeBron and AD. It's just know, time. It's just time. Help. Buried anybody he could. And, bro, God bless you, bro. Good luck wherever you go. Take your family. I love your family. It's great. No disrespect. I don't want to hear any more. No, because I don't want to hear any more of this disrespect about, like, you can't roast a guy because, like, then you're – well, look, I have a kid, though. Like, I, no, man, he does a lot of that shit where, like, like if you roast me next to my kid, I'm like, you're, you're roasting my family. No, we're roasting you. We're roasting you and your talent and the skill and what you brought to this team. And why we're not in the playoffs? Strictly right? you. That's what we're roasting. Strictly Russell Westbrook. Strictly. Yeah. And I think that's the pivot point. Is I root you, by no means necessary, and I mean by no means can he be on our roster next year. Literally. Listen, and and we just wrapped up a stretch provision with Lou Aldang. So let's let's give a round of applause for that. Oh my God! He, the contract's only over. With? That contract's over. That's it. It's off the books. Louis no longer a Laker. We can celebrate that. I literally didn't um, have facial hair when they, when we bought into that. Now uh, I me either. Bro. Now look, where were you in 2016? Let's re- let's reminisce on that for one second. I just started my sophomore year of college. Yeah, I was in my junior year of college, about to go to my senior year. I was 19. Yeah, I was 19. I think. How old are you now? 20. 24. About to be 25. Nine. Oh God, bro! I was like, yeah, I was. 21 22 I was 22 or 23 actually because now I'm 27 oh my god it's listen hallelujah to that that's my last resort with Russell Westbrook which I don't think we'll do I think they're gonna avoid that at all costs I think there's an easier way out uh, on this one year we have left on him um and there are a lot of reports and I think that's the one good thing we have going for us with this guy is that like his contract is it's enormous all right you thought this year's was big which I think it was like 42 43. Next year, it's 47. He's going to a, a $47 million year. And it's a player option. So who knows? Maybe he's that delusional. He, he denies it. But that's not going to happen. Just like John Wall is going to accept his, which I think. Yeah, like, oh, my God. Too. That's another. What about these numbers, right? Like, <laughs> all you have to do is say yes, and you get $47 million. So he will be optioning into that. So be prepared for that. Um, but there are some teams, right? And there are some options. Because yeah. it's a one-year contract cleared after this year and there are enough teams that know they're not competing going forward 
Um, surprisingly enough, there are teams that are competing that still want him in Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte was wild. Yeah, teams, yeah, teams, and the biggest one I'm spotlighting on is Indiana, um, where you know a Brogdon and uh, a heel package could come back, and we could unload that contract. The plus for us, you have to realize about this, and we're going to go way more into this in the offseason conversation, is that the unloading of Russ's contract is, although it will cost us a pick, it'll likely cost us. Uh, it, might, it probably costs us that first round pick we have left, if I'm being honest. If we're going to get any real talent for him, it's going to cost us him in that first round pick. And then we're going to be taking some money on. But the thing we're going to view is we're going to be taking on money in multiple avenues. Uh, hopefully guys that have a bit more of a chip and a bit more of hunger, right? Like Gordon Hayward's been in the conversation too out of Charlotte. Uh, there's a bunch of names that are kind of floating out. And to be honest with you, bro, I'll take a bag of potatoes. I'll take anybody. Yeah, bro. It's better than Russ. To me, Yes, Russ in a lot of ways annoyed me, and he annoyed me in so many ways more than one, right? And it was on, on offense. Uh, the biggest issue to me, though, was like defense, and that was across the game, across the team. But that man just stood in one place on defense and didn't move. And if you could tell me we could trade him for two people that will at least give us an effort on both sides of the ball, you could sign me up for that. And then that's something the Lakers are going to need. They're going to load a lot of these old guys. They've already, they already cut. Uh, uh, did they cut a reason or am I thinking of someone else? No, they cut a reason, I think, uh, to make way for um, Mac McClung and the two-way contracts that they yeah, brought on. Uh, and I think the, obviously all these kind of old guys, Mello won't be back. He's no. done. And yeah. I'm, for right reasons. And the team needs to get a bit younger. Um, and there's only so much you can do, right, when you have limited cap space, you have no draft capital uh, to move around except one first-round pick. So that, and you're not packaged to Westbrook. Um, Westbrook's removal from this team will be addition by subtraction. I yeah. don't, it doesn't matter to me who came back. And I, I think they can get some decent pieces uh, out of this deal with their picks that they include. And I'm glad they didn't, I'm glad they didn't panic because LeBron wanted them to do a few people wanted them to make that trade for John Wall. I think about how, how bad we feel right now. If we were John Wall. was And we didn't, and we would be stuck with John Wall going into this off season, into next season and no picks. And no picks to trade. Woo! Yo, that was a thought. Oh, That's crazy. Man, I, I don't even know there'd be much to talk about going into next season because it would be a wrap. Um, oh, but I think overall, there are there are options there. We will always try to be a little bit optimistic and try to figure out what are the wiggle rooms and the places we can play. Um, Derek and I, we're going to be breaking down a ton of stuff going into this offseason, uh, really looking into what the Lakers' options are. Yes, sir. Uh, from a coaching standpoint, of course, that's going to be first and foremost. Uh, I think that's going to help determine, you know, really the mid-level, the uh, that mid contracts we can sign anyway, um, and break down some of the myths of what people say they think can happen, but realistically cannot. Uh, but before I move to that, anything you want to say last thing on uh, Westbrook that I didn't already say? And no, just, let's just get him out of here. Let's really get him out of here. Um, <laughs> get him out of here. It's the end of a painful season, y'all, but again, we're always here with it. Uh, happy to do this kind of end-of-season recap. Um, we'll probably talk a bit more about some of the end-of-season stuff, and especially as we go throughout the playoffs, what we're seeing. Um, you know, as we start to look at who the Lakers' future coach is, what that philosophy might be, you know, what philosophies might make sense to pair with LeBron and AD, considering that they will be the staples probably. And, you know, obviously some young guys, but we'll, we'll have some promise going to next year and Reeves and McClung. Uh, who they put on that two-way and purpose. So now he's like set to the roster for next year, which is smart. Uh, and then some other guys that are free agents, right? Oh, Kendrick Nunn. Oh my God. I don't know. Side note. The man said, 
There's no way I'm not opting in. Of course not, man. But are you going to play this year? Oh, my God. Um, but listen, a lot to talk about. Uh, as always, shout out Kobe. Shout out the Lakers. Shout out Kobe. die Laker fans. We will make it through this. We've been through worse. Remember that. Yes, we uh, have. You literally remember the years we've gone through. Yeah, let's just hope there's there's less dysfunction in the front office and they can get everyone can get on the same page uh, and maybe lock the Rambuses outside somewhere. I don't yeah. get it anymore. Um, but, yeah, that's all from me, man. Shout out, Kobe. Shout out, the Lakers. Shout out, Kobe. Shout out, the Lakers. Uh, follow us on Instagram at the 24 Report, Twitter at the 24 Report. Uh, I'm hell of a season. Uh, weird, weird ass season. Um, it's bittersweet that it's over, but we're still going to be coming to you live with some Laker takes, Laker offseason, and just even the playoffs maybe, you know. So we'll talk, we'll, we'll talk playoffs probably a little bit in our episode just because yeah. there's be some takeaways and maybe players. We're going to be looking at players who are going to be free agents. So yep. we'll flag all that. Uh, and as always, too, on top of finding our social channels, you can catch our entire um, podcast, uh, entire podcast episode on whatever podcast player you listen to, Apple, Amazon, um, Anchor. I don't know what else I'm missing. iTunes. I don't know. If you have an MP3 player, go ahead and download it. Uh, you know, maybe have a LimeWire and find us. You might be able to find us anywhere. Whatever you need to do, listen to us. We appreciate you um, and look forward to talking in the offseason. Yes. Peace. Peace.